All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, guys, Gerald Peters. Always remember, folks, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. Today's January 1st, 2021. I hope you're doing good. New year and all that. I know, right? New year. The only good thing about a new year, really, today is the same as yesterday. Except it's like symbolic. The turning of the calendar, you get a chance to do something different or to go bigger or farther or harder or to make amends or to do something different. Now's that time. Now's that time. Now there's the collective, the universal feeling of, of change. Like you can tap into that power, that energy. I believe in that concept. In 1960, it was technologically impossible for man to travel to outer space. However, within 10 years, the first man stepped onto the surface of the moon. Now, this miraculous process of converting that dream into a reality began when one voice, President John Kennedy, challenged the scientific community to do whatever was necessary to see that American placed a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Legendary speech. Maybe go watch it on YouTube. That challenge awakened the spirit of a nation. Spirit of a nation. Collective minds. Jesus said, where two or more gathered in my name, there is power. See, when groups of people come together for a like kind, a like cause, there's power. By planting the seed of possible future achievement into the fertile soil of imagination, John Kennedy spurred us to further than we ever thought possible to the point that today you could actually invest in companies that are trying to put people into space. With that one bold challenge, the impossible became reality. The same principles apply in every area of our life. Can a poor person become wealthy? Of course. How does a guy from raised by a single mom born and lit in a trailer park in Arkansas achieve financial independence? I mean, that's been my message here on the podcast, on YouTube, on Instagram. That's the basic core of my message. This concept, this idea that I've pushed out for years is you don't have to die broke. The idea that it's a process, it's a principle. The science of getting rich says that if you do a certain way, if you take actions, if you perform, if you think, if you act, if you do things in a certain way with scientific or mathematical certainty, you will get rich. The millionaire blueprint, and I've said it over and over in tons of videos, is simply time, times amount, times you. And once you understand the millionaire blueprint and you begin to apply yourself, you input the numbers. We all have the same amount of time. We don't all have the same amount, but we do have influence over the amount, right? And we have influence over the yield, even though maybe we don't completely control it. The unique combination of desire, planning, effort, and perseverance will always work magic. The question is not whether the formula for success will work. 
or the millionaire blueprint, but whether the person will work the blueprint or the formula. That is the unknown variable. That is the challenge that confronts us all. Can all go from wherever we are to wherever we want to be? Is no dream impossible? Can you achieve that financial freedom you want, that business success, that love, that family? Can you write that book? Can you buy that real estate? Can you become that trader? Can you get that new job? Can you start that side business? Is it possible? Is it theoretically possible? Has anyone else ever done it? And if they have, then there's a path, there's a blueprint, there's a possibility. Has anyone done it where they shouldn't have been able to do it? I don't mean blind luck. You bought a fucking lottery ticket and you won. And yet that person still had to take the action to go by. I'm talking about, is there a path? Is there a possibility? Is there something you could duplicate? Is there something you could copy that you could apply yourself to? Because if there is, then the only ingredient left is you applying you. Let me give you a few ways we can improve the quality of our lives. And I'm speaking to me as well as speaking to you. One, face our fears. That's how we conquer them. Don't dismiss them. Face them. Here's what I'm afraid of. And I wonder what I could do to change that. It's time we face our fears. I have many fears. I live with fear. The very definition, the very concept of courage is facing one's fears without courage. See, courage is about facing fear. Realizing the fear, being scared, doing it anyway. That's what makes, that's the very fucking definition of courage. Some people don't have courage. And it's okay. This is something we can work on. This is something we can fix. This is something right now that we can do. And we all suffer from it. And we all have fears. And I have fears. You have fears. So we face those fears one-on-one. -on -one. We say them out loud. Sometimes I'm afraid to take that trade. Some, I'm afraid to make that move, to buy that first house. I'm afraid to start that business. I'm afraid to ask her out. I'm afraid because why? See, if we go down the why and we can confront, well, what could happen? She could say no. I could lose the deal. I could lose money. So what if we could... Make the size smaller. What if we could buy a smaller house? We don't start out with a duplex or a condo or a fucking apartment building. We buy a trailer house. And the deal's so small, it doesn't upset us. So what if the size of the trade is so small that even if you lost, it doesn't matter. And what if you just asked her and she said no and you said, okay, sorry about that. In other words, you remove the loss of fear by confronting fear and by examining it and saying, okay, exactly what am I afraid of? What if we can minimize that? And through the power of repetition, we become maybe not unfearful, but we become comfortable living in fear. Maybe even courageous. Number two, we could exercise our willpower to change our direction. You don't have to keep doing what you've been doing these last few years if it's not yielding the benefits you want. Now, sometimes this could be a fine line between being a quitter and perseverance. And I can't make that call for you. You might be digging right now and you're three feet from gold before you, and you stop. And the next guy takes those final two digs and discovers gold. 
the question you're going to have to answer. Had a friend played in a rock band for nine years. They never made it. He quit the band. They replaced him. Within 12 months, they had an album. We're on a major tour. He gave up at the last hour. Gave up at the last hour. I had people, some of you may or may not know, I run a trading group called the Money Flow Trading Society. And when COVID hit, I lost almost half, almost three-fourths of the members. I had people quitting at the bottom, at the very bottom where the market had fallen as low as it was going to go. They quit trading. And we went on to have stocks that went up 200, 300, 400, 500% to make all of our money back. And many people ending the year up 40, 50, 60. I have some people up 100 plus percent because they stuck with it. They stayed with the strategy. They had the courage to look fear in the face and say, well, I tried other things. They didn't work. I know this one works. In the face of adversity, you take your punches. They didn't quit and reap the rewards. <clears throat> Use your willpower to start the process. You don't have to repeat last year. Clean up your errors. Invest now for the next year. Meaning right now. Look back. What did you do wrong? What do you need to quit? What do you need to do more of? Three keys to a successful life, health, wealth, and mindset. Health, I need to work on this. Wealth, I've never needed help. I've never been more motivated right now at age 50 to get rich than I've ever been in my life. Mindset, never felt stronger. Never felt stronger and at the same time, weaker. 2020 was the worst year of my life. Prior to that, I'd have said the dark days that I sat in Iraq, afraid I'd be killed. If I didn't have shit on things I went through this year, losing a son. I don't give a fuck what happened in your life. It wasn't near as painful as losing a son. Love of my life died. I gotta live with that every day. I gotta eat that every day. Get up, push my intent into the universe, do my teaching, write my books and push. And you got to get up and deliver, do what you do, no matter what happens, no matter who dies. A good friend of mine, who I befriended through social media, but would speak to almost daily on the phone, died. Still processing that. So I lost one of my best friends and my best friend in one year. What are you crying about? What's your big bummer? It's got you down. How do we get past that? Willpower. Willpower. On you. See, the great secret of the book, Think and Grow Rich. You remember that book? You know what the great secret of that book that people don't understand? It's not talking to other people. It's not salesmanship, manipulating other people. The great secret of that book is you manipulating you 
using your willpower to force you to do things. Because the moment you have control of you, possibilities are endless. Number four, we want to begin to refine our goals. I teach this idea called the 10 pillars of success because, well, the 10 pillars of success will make you rich. They'll make you rich. Any problem you're having in your life, if you look at one of the 10, I promise you, you're falling short on one. And if you'll just fix that fucking problem, your problem will start to be fixed. But you have to have the willpower to do it. You have to have the ability to face your fears. Push your willpower to change your direction. And number three, to admit your mistakes. Sometimes you have to admit your mistakes to other people. Sometimes you're wrong. I've been wrong and I've admitted my mistakes many times. One thing I don't do is hold grudges. Here's one of the best phrases in the English language. You ready? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can change a nation. I'm sorry. Can change a relationship. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lesson I learned in the army. It's always easier to say you're sorry than to ask permission. In other words, take responsibility. Pillar number 10 of the 10 pillars of success is to take full responsibility for everything. In other words, if you could point to someone and say, well, that was their fault, that's because you're not in fucking control. You should always, it's me. It's my fault. I did that. I'll take that. The moment you do that, it gives you personal power that other people will never understand. Refine your goals. But back to admitting your mistakes. Those words could start a whole new relationship for you. They could start two people going in a whole new direction. Admit your mistakes first to yourself. You don't have to babble about them to everyone in the neighborhood. You don't have to go on social media and cry about it and put on... I'm sorry videos, but it doesn't hurt for you to sit down and have a conversation with yourself and say, there's no use kidding myself. Here's where I really am. I've got pennies in the pocket and no money in the bank. And be honest. First step into building wealth is to figure out what your net worth is. What do you owe and what do you have and subtract the two and that gives you your net worth. The reason we attack your debt is because one, it gives you options when you don't owe people, but attacking debt increases your net worth. And the very reason to invest is to increase your net worth. So sometimes when I talk to people, they say, well, I'd rather invest and pay off the debt. And I say, you know why? Because you want to take the easy way. See, one of the obsessions of this younger generation is the hacking. They want to hack everything. They don't want experience. They don't want to put in work. They want to hack it. How fast can I learn it? How quick? The problem is fucking knowledge doesn't do anything. Knowing shit means nothing. Applied knowledge is all that matters. So you could know all about everything. That doesn't help you do anything. It's only when you take action, one of the 10 pillars of success, take massive action. And it's through the process of massive action that you earn experience and through experience the 10,000 hours. And that's how you learn to master something. I spoke, I talked today on Instagram and I was teaching, listen, you want to learn about real estate? Go buy a fucking house. Fix it. 
And yeah, you're going to get shit wrong. And you're going to find out and you're going to learn all about flooring because the flooring's messed up. You're going to learn all about paint and dealing with contractors and realtors and banks and credits and putting in offers. And you're going to learn everything you need to know, all that bullshit you think you need to learn in a course, you're going to learn it firsthand and then you're really going to know it. Because when you go take it in a course, it ain't going to do shit for you. It's just knowledge. It's just knowledge. You know how many people read my book on trading, think they have it. Now they want to add something else. And it's like, yo, you need to go trade it, bro. It's easy to trade when the market's going up. Let's see where you're at when it goes down. I've been there. I watched it when it fell 50 fucking percent and three-fourths of my group quit. Big tough guys too, quit. Why? Why? Why did they quit? No willpower. All fucking talk. But when they got punched in the face, wasn't so easy anymore. Mike Tyson's famous for saying everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. Till they get punched in the face. I watched a few landlords during this COVID season, kind of made me laugh, kind of woke up. I noticed some of them are already forgetting it though. Some of our uh, friends in the multifamily space, I don't, I don't own any multifamily. I understand how it works, but I don't own any. Okay. And a lot of my friends used to teach and preach, you know, buy the house, burr the house, get all the money out, buy another house and just leverage, 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 leverage. All of a sudden, nobody's paying rent and they got a real problem. You got 100 units and 35 of them decide not to pay you rent and you can't do shit about it because the fucking president came on TV and said they didn't have to pay. What now, Mr. Leverage? All that burring looks real nice, right? All of a sudden, they're in a panic. Never occurred to them. Oh, wait, you mean you got punched? Oh, you thought it was just going to go the way you planned it. Why? Because that's knowledge. Applied knowledge says, listen, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems. Mom might die. Your business partner might get sued. Your spouse might get cancer. Oh, well, that kind of fucks up your game plan, doesn't it? And so the reason we create and the things, some of the things that I teach and you don't have to die broke is, is, is not because it's mathematically the best way. See, again, not applied knowledge, actual fucking practical application knowledge. Meaning, guess what shit happens? And so the reason you need such a large savings account that it, that's not invested and the guy says, well, I want to invest every penny because I'll earn more. Yeah, because you've never been punched. You've never been punched. The moment you get punched. I used to, I had a lot of real estate friends that are in big into the burry and the leverage and just leverage yourself and leverage yourself and, and just keep buying more and keep leveraging yourself. And I say, well, you need, you, oh, cash is trash. Remember that one? And all of a sudden, nobody's paying rent. Boy, you wishing you had a little bit of that trash, don't you? I wish I had more trash because nobody's paying rent. Applied knowledge is different than book knowledge. Real world practical knowledge is different than book knowledge. You can know all the kung fu and martial arts you want to know. And some dude that's fought on the street his whole life punches you right in the fucking face and you're out. And yet you know all kinds of martial arts moves. You know, all kinds of katas and this and that. Pow! Down. One punch. Why? Applied knowledge. 
applied knowledge, not book knowledge. And so we want to learn book knowledge. That's one of the 10 pillars. But we need to combine it with applied knowledge, right? In real world situations. And in the real world, it doesn't work out like we always think it does. And so we have to prepare for the possibility that things don't go perfect. And that's why we have health insurance. And that's why we have term life insurance. Oh, your husband might cheat on you and leave. Right? Oh, your kids might get sick. Oh, you might get fired. Right? Oh, your business might go on. Oh, you own a restaurant? Oh, that was awesome. That's a, your dream. Two years in and COVID hits. That's why you got to have the buckets right. That's why you don't borrow money to start a business. Because it only works when it works. And not all plans go to plan. So we have to face our fears. What is our possible fear? Look it in the face. We have to have the willpower to change directions if we need to, if life isn't going the way you want it to go. We have to be able to admit our mistakes. We have to refine our goals. We have to start the process right now. Number four of refining our goals, we have to start the process. We have to set some higher goals. We have to reach for some higher purpose and go for something beyond what you thought you could do. Inside of the 10 pillars of success, I think it's pillar number eight. I talk about this idea of think outside the box and go over here. See, society is structured. You have, a, you have a question? Raise your hand. Oh, you want to go to the bathroom? Better ask permission. Oh, you want to? And many of us make the mistake of, make, of bringing our children and put them into that mold. And we, and we teach them to do exactly as you're told. Oh, raise your hand. Oh, get in line. That. And then you wonder why they suffer from limiting beliefs. Third grade, we all wanted to be president or fly to the moon. And by the time we're 18, we're just looking for a decent job with benefits. Because along the way, some adults sucked it out of us. Number five, we got to believe in ourselves. So we got to push back against that. Little Johnny, you need to be more practical. No, little Johnny needs to think fucking bigger. Plenty of time to be practical. He can always fail. Now's the time for him to think bigger. Now's the time for you to think bigger. Maybe you need to take those dreams 10 times bigger. Maybe the problem is you've been practical for too long and it's time to be impractical. Maybe it's time to, for you to be obnoxious and outrageous. You've got to believe in the possibilities. You've got to believe that tomorrow can be better than today. Most of all, you got to believe in yourself. There isn't a skill you can't learn. There isn't a discipline you can't try. There isn't a class you can't take. And there isn't a book you can't read. And I'm not talking about hacking. I'm talking about reading to apply it. Reading to apply it. Immediately. Immediately. You don't need another book and another book and another fucking book and another book and another book. You need to go do it. You know why? Because then as you do it, when you then begin reading more books, you'll go, well, this is bullshit. I know because I've been in the trenches. You know me trading books? I read, it's like nonsense. I trade every day as I'm reading their crap. I know this is nonsense because I do it every day. But if a guy who hasn't done it every day read that, he might actually think that's valuable. And then he's going to spend all this time fucking with this book that's complete nonsense. 
practical knowledge versus ask for wisdom. I don't know who you pray to. The Science of Getting Rich talks about this idea of holding formless, holding thought and formless substance. I've had people ask me, what is that? You know, that place where prayers go. I don't know where it is. But I do know this, that the things you think about come about and the things you focus on grows. And I don't think you have to ray a prayer rug out or go into a closet and mumble some words. It's those thoughts you hold. In other words, it's the thing that you won't give up. And that comes from willpower holding it and refusing to let others take it from you. And you're like, no, this is what I'm doing. You know, it doesn't matter if it's your mom or sickness or fucking nature or COVID or friends. You don't let them take it. Ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom that creates answers. Ask for wisdom to deal with the challenges for today and for tomorrow. Don't wish it to be easier. Don't wish things to be easier. Don't seek the hack. Seek knowledge. But not the shortcut. Wish you were better. You know what? Let me tell you something. You want to make more money? You want to get rich? Raise your hand. I'll do that. Raise your hand and take more responsibility. Hey, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll take on that. Push yourself into the lives of more people. Interact with more people. See, all of the money that you want is in the pockets and the purses and the wallets and the checkbooks and the credit cards of other people. Jesus said it was better to give than to receive. What did he mean by that? Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough other people get what they want, you can get what you want. My mentor, a guy named Joe Schroeder, he taught me this. That what you give away, you always get to keep. Now, what he said to me, and I would walk around thinking about it, was exactly what Jesus said. Was exactly what Zig Ziglar said. They were all saying the same thing. And it's this. That the things I want, other people are going to provide. And the reason they're going to provide is because of the service or the value that I provide. That's how the universe is connected. And so if you're broke right now, go serve more people. Listen to what I just said. If you're broke, serve other people. Give yourself to other people and through your service the law of reciprocity will reward you and it could be as simple as this open a door for a stranger and watch what happens thank you you begin a chain reaction of service and giving you serve other people money comes through service never through selfish ambition service Number seven, conserve your time. In the 10 pillars of success, I refer to it as this way.
Focus your time and money. Sometimes we get faked out. Motivational speaker that I've listened to, sometimes Bill Bailey says that the average person says, I got 20 more years. But Bill says, you got 20 more times. If you go fishing once a year, you've only got 20 more times to go fishing, not 20 years. That can fake you out. You only got so many times up to bat. You only get so many days in the market to trade. You want to be a great trader? You want to be a great investor? You want to be a great real estate investor? You want to be great at your business? A rapper, an artist, musician? You only get to pick up that guitar so many times. You only get to go to the gym so many times. You only get to say you love her so many times. You only get to hug your kid so many times. I can attest to that. You only get so many. There's only so many. And one time is the last one. And you might hug them, hey, I love you, and they die. In a car wreck. A drug overdose. A murder. A mass shooting. A sickness. COVID. Any number of things. You only get so many days to wake up and look at the market open. You only get so many days to research. To look for good stocks. You only get so many days. We're only allotted so many times. So be in it. Sometimes people will ask me, Gerald, how do you find stocks? I'm in the money flow. It's not something I got to go do. It's something that I am. I'm not trying. I'm just being. I don't try to find good stocks. I find good stocks. I'm not trying to be a good trader. I'm a good trader. I'm not trying to be a writer. I'm a writer. I'm not trying to be a publisher or speaker or talker or podcaster. I just am. I am and I am. I'm as good right now as I'm going to be until tomorrow. And the next time I come on here and record, I get no one more chance. I get one more chance. And it could be my last. And they're documented and they're archived and a life worth living is a life worth documenting. You're good at something. You should be documenting it. If, any, if for anyone, you or the people who come after you, you only get so many chances. Conserve your time. Control your mind. I only answer the phone for three people. A lot of people try to get my attention. Can I talk to you? Can you do this? Can you do that? No. It's nothing personal. But I have to control my mind. Only get so many days. Only get so many minutes. And only get so many hours. And I have to control what they're on. And almost anything that anybody asks me, if they would just put in the work, they can find it. On a video that I put out, in a book that I did, in a podcast that I did. They just go down the rabbit hole. Or any number of other people. Often, listen, not in every case, but in most cases, often, the people you want to talk to the most, the people could do the most for you, 
They ain't got time to talk to you. And it's not because they're rude or disrespectful or you know, egotistical. It's that they're doing big, important shit. They can't even do all the shit they're trying to do. I can't answer all the emails. There are 535 emails in my fucking inbox right now. I have over 250 DMs from yesterday right now. There's 56 text messages on my phone right now. I push my intent into two podcasts every week. Record hours of video, training, writing. Oh, and I need to trade. Oh, and I, you see what I'm saying? What am I doing? More than I can handle. Why? Because I want more. Most people do the opposite. You know what the world would tell me? What was your first thought when I said all that? Oof. Did you think, oof? What'd you think? You know what most of you guys think? Because all you want to do is fucking hack everything. You know what most people think? Oh, you need to streamline that, bro. You should get someone to do this for you and do that for you. Or maybe you should do less. The answer of the world is always you need to do less. You need to do less. Maybe do less. Maybe don't work so hard. Maybe that's stressful. You should take more days off. You should rest. No. No, no. I'm going to get a lot of time to rest. I ain't got many days left. I've only got so many. One of the ten pillars of success is to see the big picture. And I've seen the big picture. I've seen the big picture. So it makes me a great investor. See, when I buy a stock, I don't see a picture where I sell this stock. I watch other people get all shook up, shaken out. and I feel, I feel sorry for them. Because their mind hasn't developed to where my mind is. You know I me mean? crashes I've held Pepsi through? You know I me mean? meltdowns I've held Intel through? or AT&T, or McDonald's, or Pfizer, my train stocks. Watching other people get scared. I settled that shit. What I opened with in the beginning, face your fears, I already settled it. And I already saw what is the worst possible outcome, and I decided I could live with that. The reason you get scared and the reason you get shook out is you haven't faced your fear. You're, you're still fucking dealing with it. And so you get scared. I don't get scared. Investing's easy, dude. The fact that everyone doesn't invest is, I, I just can't comprehend it. It's so simple. And yet it's something that's so simple, and yet people make such a big deal out of it. It's not that big of a deal. They just got to face their fear. Invest your profits. Jim Rohn is famous for saying wages are fine. Wages are honorable. Wages are pay your bills, but it's profits that'll make you rich. In other words, the trick to money is having money. And I know that, like, duh, but listen, this is an epiphany me moment for you. If you haven't ever caught this, now's your chance. The equation, the millionaire formula, amount, right? Time, time times amount times yield, amount. Secret to money is having money. 
In other words, money you don't need. Profits are money you don't need. So when you have a job and you create a way to develop profits, like a side hustle, and you make profits, and you invest those profits, you accelerate the wealth building time times amount times yield. The reason that real estate, that so many millionaires own it, guess what? They all have jobs. <coughs> Here's what all the hackers think. All you guys want to hack shit. Oh, I'll get me four or five houses and then I can stop working. That's not how rich people think, dude. Rich people think I'm going to smash this career. I'm going to get me 10 houses over here. I'm going to get all these dividend stocks here. I'm going to write this here. I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to invest in that there. Oh, wait, I've got an apartment building, a trailer park. I own part of a store, part of a restaurant. I'm in these two deals, and I own an insurance company, and I'm doing that. You know what average people say? Whoa. You need to slow down. You need to take a day off, bro. You need to relax. Watch some TV, man. Take it easy. Why do you want all those emails? Why do you want all those people texting you? You know what those emails are? You know what those 514 emails are? I guarantee you a hundred of them are saying, hey, Gerald, could I buy this from you? Could I pay you this? Could you do this? Can I get this from you? Like they want, they want to exchange with me. Like they received value. Now they want to do an exchange. They want to give me money now in exchange for a product, but you get what I'm saying. I'm talking in, you know, metaphorically, they want to do business. So I'm not out chasing them. They're coming to me. Why are they coming to me? Because I first gave to them. So when Jesus said it's better to give, so mm, you want to sell a book, give away a book. Mind blowing right there. Gary V's been teaching this for years and Gary didn't make this shit up. One of my first videos on Instagram where I was trying to quote, teach and talk and stuff, I kind of made fun of Gary Vee. And all the Gary Vee fans attacked me. And I'm like, listen, Gary Vee didn't make that shit up. I learned it in Sunday school. It's better to give than to receive. Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. So in other words, if investing is confusing, and I don't think it's confusing at all, and I faced my fears, and I settled it, and I put in the time, and I learned, and I did the 10,000 hours, and I didn't fucking hack it. I learned it through applied knowledge and experience. And then I come along and say, hey, I can accelerate your learning, get you in the game, give you some pointers, and show you some shit to avoid, and help you out. Guess what? They're probably like, cool, here's 60 bucks. Can I have your book? Yeah. <laughs> but get this. They can't do that if they don't know me. So in other words, you could be the greatest musician ever. You could have the greatest workout system ever. You could be the greatest personal trainer ever. But if I don't know who you are, if, as Grant Cardone says, if I don't know you, I can't flow you. So how do we do that? You have to push your intent into the universe. You have to be where there are people. The science of getting rich says you have to be where there are people who want to do business. But you have to sell them what they want. So if you're doing personal training, you need to go to people who need personal training. Here's the worst way. Hey, you look fat. Would you like to work out? Friction. He ain't come to you. 
You want to check your email and there's 514 fucking emails in there saying, hey, I'd like to do business with you. Oh, text message. I'd like to do business with you. Hey, I'd like to do business with you. That's what you want. You want more business than you could possibly do. Why? That's how you get rich. You think Elon Musk gets a lot of emails, DMs, text messages? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm just an average guy. But how does an average guy get rich? He has to think outside the box. He has to push himself out there. He has to confront his fear, right? The list we just went down. You got to exercise your willpower to change your direction. You got to admit any mistakes you may have made. You got to refine your goals and figure out exactly what it is you're trying to do. Most of all, you have to believe in yourself. You have to ask a higher power and maybe another person for wisdom. You have to begin to conserve and control your time and money. You have to invest the profits because the secret to having money is money. And so you take those dividends and you reinvest them. It always shocks me the number of young people go, do you bring those home? What they're asking me is, do you spend that? What do you do with the rent? No, I'm trying to get rich. They've already skipped to the end of the code. Skipping the journey. Live with intensity. I don't have any problem with that. You might as well turn it up a notch or two. Invest more of you in whatever you do. Be a little stronger. Be a little louder. Be a little wiser. Step up to the vitality of contribution. Put everything you've got into everything you do and then ask for more. More strength, more vigor, more heart, more soul, more responsibility. Isn't that what I said? I jumped ahead, but I said the secret. The secret. If you're broken, you want to make more money. Raise your hand. I'll do that. I'll take on that. Let me have that. God, give me more. More emails, more text messages. Just fucking dump it on me. Find your place. If you work at a job, find the best place you can serve as well. And sure enough, they'll ask you to occupy a better place. Keep doing your job well. Do the very best you can. That's your best way out. In other words, the science of getting rich teaches this. You can only do, you can only have and do, be with where you are, with what you have, with what you can do. And if you work that job, and if you're so fucking good, you come in early and you stay late, you don't ask for more, guess what? They have to make a bigger room for you. They have to open another door. They have to give you another opportunity. That's the way it works. And it may not happen in a month or in 60 fucking days or 90. It may take some time. But I'm telling you, if you practice being great at the lowest of levels, you'll get more. And that is taught throughout the Bible throughout the Quran and throughout Buddhism. If you're too big for the room you're in, you get a different room. Demand integrity of yourself. Be honest. Be truthful. I try to do this. If I've ever messed up an order from me, you'll get an email that says, hey man, I'm sorry I dropped the ball on that. And if they get pissy, I say, cool, here's a refund. Sorry. That's it. I don't need to go any further. I apologize. I'm sorry. Here's your money back. I'm not looking to keep money. I'm only looking for people who are looking for me. It always shocks me when I see gurus and people get in trouble. And the reason they get in trouble is they didn't do a refund or they didn't process something back. What, why are you taking something they didn't want to give you? Of course you got in trouble. 
You only deserve what people give you. Demand integrity of yourself. Integrity is like loyalty. You can't demand it of someone else if you don't have it. You can only demand it of yourself. The best example is to be loyal to yourself and you'll get followers. People sometimes ask me, how do you get so many followers? I follow myself. <laughs> Meaning I like listening to me too. If I play back a podcast and I don't like it, I delete it. If I play back a video and I didn't get something out of it myself, I delete it. So I'm constantly looking, listening, reading, critiquing. When I put out a trade, I bought it. When I say I'm selling, I'm selling some. I don't tell you anything to do that I don't do. The way I teach real estate is exactly how I buy houses. The houses I post, I own. I don't ask anyone to do anything I'm not doing. Not that way for all people. Most of these guys teaching business in college, they never owned a fucking business. They're teaching the principles of advertising. They ain't never had an advertising campaign. Guy says, how do you get 62,000 followers on Instagram and never have spent a penny on advertising? Because I'm a marketing genius. Oh, you thought this on accident. You thought I accidentally got 62,000 followers, 12,000 on Twitter and 7,000, like without spending any money. I don't spend any money on advertising. None, not a fucking dollar. And you say, but it would be bigger if you did. I know. You don't think I know that? What, what do you think happens if I decide to start advertising? I take my information and my knowledge, which is legit. I told a guy the other day, how do you know that ain't my plan? And he said, what do you mean? I said, dude, I'm practicing. I'm only 50. I'm only 50. What happens if I decide to get serious about this shit? I'm playing. I'm practicing. I'm not even a good writer or speaker or talker. Now, I do everything I say, but I'm not great at any of it. I am a great trader. Good at real estate. I'm nowhere near the best. I don't have a helicopter or jet or any of that shit. You think it's because I don't know how to get it? See, the definition of success is doing what you want to do. And I do what I want to do every day. I'm as big as I want to get right now. You don't think I can't blow up if I wanted to blow up? I just start spending money on advertising. You don't think I can't create click funnels and follow-ups and get people on the phone and drop letter campaigns? I made millions of dollars in network marketing. You know why? Because I pushed my intent to the universe. I went and studied books on marketing and then I applied it. I didn't keep taking course after fucking course after course. I read one, went and did it. Read a thing on it, boom, ran an ad in the newspaper. People responded, I played with it. I said, well, I didn't work well, try a little bit. Try this, and through the process of practical application, built a massive organization. Now, if you know how network marketing works, you get a piece. Now, don't hit me up with your program. I ain't joining shit. Don't want to be in shit. Don't give a fuck about the business anymore at all. I did it for 20 years. Why did I do it? Make money. Because I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. I'm not certified to do anything. I'm not a stockbroker. I own a lot of stocks. You know how I became a great trader? I didn't hack it. I traded every day. <laughs> 20 years now, every day I trade. If you follow me, you know this, every day. 
It's one of the most important things in my life. No matter what happens, I trade. Let me say that again. No matter what happens, I trade. The only way I'm not trading is I die. And then after I die, my trades will still be going. Why? Through my books. People will be trading the money flow long after I'm dead. People will be copying that book and republishing it and repurposing it and pitching it as their own long after I'm dead. The only reason I began, I don't need the money from the reason I began to push my intent into the universe as far as putting it out there is I was afraid people were going to steal it and I wouldn't get the credit. And I put in a lot of hard work, put in seven years developing that shit, studying, reading courses, losing money. I probably spent $70,000 easy developing, learning, perfecting and mastering the money flow. And I didn't want these little fucks to steal it and to get credit for what I created. Because they didn't spend it. They, they, they just copped it from me. And then guess what? You can do that. You can sit with me. I can just show you the way to do it. And I'm going to shortcut your, you're not, you're, you know, you, we're still going to lose. The market can do what it does, but I'm going to save you a lot of time, effort, and money. And put you on the right path. That's what those 514 fucking emails are about. The 56 text messages and the 200 DMs. Why? Because those people see that and they want that. Or they hear me or listen or a book or a thing. It's something that I pushed. That's willpower. I have to face my fear. You don't think I'm afraid to speak and talk? I curse a lot. I can't help myself. That's how I talk. You don't think I get criticized for that? You don't think I got to face my fear that I wasn't a very good student, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not good at writing. I write a lot. And I'm terrible at it. I just say it as I, as I think it. And there's run-on sentences and misspellings, and there's a lot of you, a lot smarter than me, can find all those mistakes. And I appreciate the people who want to help me correct myself, but I, you know, I don't like working with people. Okay? And I, admit, I freely admit that. Number three, what did I say? Face your fears. Use your willpower. Admit your mistakes. Oh, and I have goals. Don't worry about that. What do you? One of my goals is to put two to three hundred dollars every single day into the stock market, which means I got to work hard enough. To do that, okay, that's above and beyond my living expenses, okay. So that's one of my goals. I got to refine that. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that play out? I got to admit my mistakes when I make them. I absolutely have to believe in myself because nobody else. I voted for me. You got to vote for you. I used to put this on my marketing material. Voted the number one recruiting system in America. Who voted it? Me. Me. Nobody ever asked me who who voted. I just wrote it on there. I voted it. I voted for me. You got to vote for you. I ask for wisdom every day. Every day. One of the reasons I developed this trading investing club is I need wisdom. I need the wisdom of the group, of the collective. I need other people to vent, to share, and to cry, and to love, and to hold, and to help. I need other people. I need other people that I can pour into and they can pour into me. As a group, Jesus said, we're two or more gather. What if 500 gather? What if 200 gather for a single purpose of enriching each other? Live with intensity, invest your profits, which means compounding. We don't need to go through that. Find your place. See, I, I couldn't find a place. I joined a lot of trading groups. I didn't like them. First off, I didn't like the guy trading. I didn't think he was the second best in the world. I'm the second best trader in the world. I voted that. I chose that. I picked that. I decided that. You say, well, who's number one? I don't know. I'm just leaving room that there's somebody better. People say, oh, come on. All right. I don't know what to tell you. I believe in me. 
I believe in myself, number five. Maybe you're still struggling with that. Find your place. Demand integrity. Be honest. I always try to be honest best I can. Welcome discipline. Nobody's harder on me than me. Pillar number 10, take full responsibility. That's discipline. Don't like discipline. Market opens in the morning. Get your ass up. Number 13, fight for what's right. You ever see me push back and argue with people? You ever see that? I confront them. You fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you. I don't back down to bullies. People that go, oh, just ignore him. No, fuck that guy. No more than if I was speaking in public and some dude just stands up and starts fucking heckling me. All right, you want to go? What am I doing there? I fight for what I believe in. I fight for what I believe in. Maybe you ignore him. Maybe you look the other way. I'm going to punch him. Even if it's just verbally. Get it? I'm going to defend the crown. I'm going to defend the crown. I'm going to defend the castle, and then I'm going to defend the kingdom. Heavy's the head that wears a crown. Boxers get punched. It's extraordinary to be able to say I fought for my kids. I fought for what was right. I fought for good health. I fought to protect my country. I fought to protect my company. I fought for good career that would bless my family. I fought the good fight, as it says in the Bible. The good fight against mediocrity, against complacency, against laziness. You got to fight the good fight, man. You got to fight the good fight. You got everything you need inside of you right now. You got everything you need. The same spirit that was in Steve Jobs, Donald Trump, Thomas Edison, Gerald Peters is in you. You got everything you need to make this year your best year ever, or at least better than last year. And let's, where do you want to be in 12 months financially? Where do you want to be emotionally, spiritually? What do you want to have? What do you want to own? What do you want to control? Because, man, I know you have it in you. Man, if you were as fired up as I am, about this, this coming year. Man, you're going to come across people that are going to be fearful and they're going to be worried about some coming crash. And I, I always feel sorry for those people because I'm so damn excited to go forward and to trade and to make money, to buy real estate, expand and to push my universe and to do all the stuff that I do that I just don't have any room in my mind for that nonsense. Because I know they're, I've already faced my fear. I already faced it and I saw what was the worst. So what? I lose money. I can make more because I know how. I don't fear sell-offs in the market because I have fucking skills to trade. I'm able to push my will, control, push my intent through my will. I'm able to admit my mistakes. I'm able to refine my goals. And most of all, I'm able to believe in myself. I'm open to asking for wisdom. I can't control of my time. I invest the profits. 
I live with intensity and on purpose. I found my place where I want to be. I choose to operate in integrity. I have personal discipline and I fight for what's right. Hey guys, this is Gerald Peters. Thanks for listening to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. As always, if you don't have a free copy of my book, you don't have to die broke. It's available free of charge. Uh, Just email me, text me, DM me. (laughs) Don't let what I was saying in there about having so many keep me out. I personally respond to all of them. I appreciate everyone's kind words and even mean words, which I do get some time, time, well, almost every day. But anyway, um, anything I can do to help you look forward. I know I went long this, this year, but this is like day one. Uh, you know I don't take breaks, bro. While you guys are off, I'm trying to make money. I made $2,000 today. I don't take days off, man. Why? Because I'm on purpose. I'm on fire. I'm on a mission. I got things to do. So um, I hope you get as just as intense as I am, just as fired up as I am, and not out of a sense of drudgery or uh, but out of a sense of just being on point, on purpose, on fire. I hope I could help you do that this year. I hope I could help you somehow be a mentor, a coach, a fuck dude. Use me as a bridge for mediocrity, from common, from average. Doership, millionaireship, on the path of financial freedom, whatever you want to call it. God bless. I hope I can help. Thanks.